Hey there, fellow nerd. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. We hope you've been enjoying season three so far. There's only a few more episodes left, so make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform to stay up to date. We want to hear your thoughts on our show, so drop us a review and rating in Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on our social media to get teasers for upcoming episodes, find out who our guests are, and stay in touch with us. We love hearing from you. My guest today is someone who I'm very honored to bring on. She's a prominent radio personality based in Sacramento, California. She's built quite the brand as a morning show host and has interviewed people like Ashley Graham, Brendan Urie, Andy Grammer, and Joe Jonas. I love how we bonded over our experiences in media, and it truly felt like I was chatting over coffee with a fellow radio sister. You can listen to her show from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific on 100.5. Please welcome my guest, Vicki O. Welcome to Pop Neuron Lounge. My guest today is Vicky O. Vicky, thank you so much for joining me on my show. Hi, happy Saturday. Thank you for having me on. Of course. For our listeners who don't know you, how did you get into radio and did you have a journalism background? You know what? I started off in radio almost 10 years ago and no, I didn't have any type of journalism, communications, no type of formal radio training. I actually started off working in restaurants and finding my love for people and entertaining and figured, okay, I love, I love people and I love, you know, communicating with people and what's, how can I make this into a actual career and how can I touch more people with my voice and my personality and radio just kind of fell into the path of my life. You have a beautiful story of relocating from Dallas to Sacramento. Can you share a piece of that story with us? Absolutely. Radio is a very tough market. You know, it's fun. You see, you know, the meet and greets and hanging out with celebrities and artists. And for somebody who is not a full-time radio personality, it can be a little hard in the sense where I knew where I wanted to be in, a, in my five-year plan and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to take my brand to the next level. So working in Dallas was a privilege. You know, I met a lot of amazing people and worked for an amazing company, but I was stuck at just a part-time shift. So I basically ventured out and was like, okay, let's find a full-time job somewhere. Let's put Vicky O on six days a week versus just two or maybe one day a week. I started looking for jobs and was looking in every single market, every single state, every single city. I just needed to get more experience being on air. I needed to get more experience being behind the mic. And my friend was just like, hey, there's a job in Sacramento. I think you would be great at, you should apply. And and she's also like my mentor. So uh, shout out to my girl, Zan. Hey girl. Uh, hey. So she put me in connection with the right people and kind of just helped me build an air check. And I sent my air check over and they loved it. And, you know, I went through a few different interview. I went through a few different interviews and came out to Sacramento, checked out the city, checked out the studio, you know, did my own research on the station, you know, what their demographics are, you know, their social media, you know, what type of music they play. 
things like that. And it, it just kind of, I just felt like it was just meant to be. So I've been here officially for a year now and it's been going great. The move in the very beginning was a little difficult, leaving my family behind, leaving behind my fiance and basically just packing up my life in six suitcases and flying across to a whole another side of the U.S. to a different coast and, you know, getting settled in to call that, you know, my new life. You mentioned an air check. Explain to people who don't know what that is and how important it is in the radio game. Absolutely. So an air check is basically like your resume in a way. It's basically a form where a a promotions or promotions director, a programming director, a station manager, station marketing manager, because it's, it's so many different people hear this air check. It's just not you know, the program director, it's a group of people that really listen to the air checks. And basically what I did was I took a piece of my show um, and compiled it into a two minute air check, ranging from different breaks, um, showing my personality, doing some content breaks about artists, maybe doing a phoner where I'm talking to a listener, maybe doing a contest. And that's basically a little sample of you that you give to you know, to somebody who's looking for a radio job. And normally they say they don't, they, they want an airship to be like about three minutes, but I literally just pulled the best of my show. So my air check actually had Ashley Graham in it. And Ashley Graham was, it was a privilege to interview and she's one of my role models. So talking with her, you know, we had to talk about tacos. I love tacos. So we mentioned the, I took a piece of that interview where we talked about tacos and we talked about fashion and shopping for bras. And it was a great piece of that interview that I put in my air check. And I think, you know, it took a lot of time to put it together because I was just so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, what if they don't like it? What if I should use this break instead? What if I should use, you know, more of a personality break versus like a content entertainment story? But I guess it just worked out for, you know, for how it was supposed to work out. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful to hear. Like, cause like it informs me, it educates me. This is potentially something that I want to do later on. So it educates me on like what it is, like how people use it. Of course. And, you know, at the time when I made this air check, I was, I felt like I was still very new in the industry. You know, I didn't, I, I was working in a top five market, working part-time, and working weekends and, you know, doing fill-in work for day parts during the day. And day parts is basically like the people and the time slots that you would hear during the week. So like morning shows, middays, which is like somebody you would hear like around lunchtime and then like afternoon drive. So when you get out of work, that's the person you hear. And then nights. So I didn't, I, I was waiting for my shot. I was waiting for the opportunity to fully get a full-time job in one of those day parts. So putting together that air check and really the, and really just giving people a sample of what they could hear on their station, it was very nerve-wracking for me. But the same time, I was like, how do I do this? What's the best way to put together an air check? So of course, like I Googled it, I YouTubed it, and I think it's really just trying to pull the best breaks that showcase your, your unique part, uh, personality. What's a typical day for you as a DJ like if you have a typical day? Yeah, you know what? It's it's crazy. I so my show starts here at 9 a.m. So I get up normally like about 6 a.m. You know, I get my lunch ready. I try to get a workout in. I just get ready for work. I go over all my content for my show to make sure I didn't miss anything. 
you know, something that popped off overnight or maybe early morning and just make sure that I know what I'm going to talk about hour to hour. I come into work and I kind of just set up my show. I kind of just go through my music log. I see what time all of my stop sets are hitting, make sure all of my commercials are in, check out any new music that I'm playing, or if I have a new artist in my show that I'm unfamiliar with. And if I do, I go straight to like social media and check out, you know, what they're up to, what's going on. And then also too, I make sure that I have my blog post ready because not only not only is it a big talking on air or talking into songs and stuff is a, a crucial part of my show, but it's also social media and blogging. So I make sure to blog at least one or two posts a day and just post heavy polls and different questions on Instagram and Instagram stories to connect everything in together for my show. So if I'm ta- like Shawn Mendes, Shawn Mendes had a 21st birthday you know, over the weekend. So I did a poll on Instagram, you know, asking what's your favorite Shawn Mendes song or, you know, um, just updating people on his birthday and things like that. So I, I try to just do a lot of, you know, while you're listening to Shawn Mendes, you know, head over to our Instagram stories to see how he celebrated his 21st birthday kind of thing. I know like for us, a lot of in the creative industry, we don't have a typical day. No one day looks the same. No. No. So here at our station, we have so many different events that go on, so many different concerts that go on. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were at the Backstreet Boy concert. So my day was a little bit different that day where I left work a little early to go do a meet and greet with AJ from the group. And then, you know, if we have like a big event that's going on, I typically try to leave a little, a little early or just prep a little bit better. So if I do have to leave early to prep, or a concert or an interview, then I have room to do that. Streaming is a dominant way people listen to music today, but radio is still a major player in the industry. How do you believe radio is keeping relevant in a digital culture? Radio is always going to be relevant, always. No matter how many cars have XM, Sirius, radio, whatever, radio is always going to be dominant always going to be dominant. Radio is always going to be ahead of the game, no matter what, um, because people are used to listening to radio. It's something that is most accessible to people. You know, not everybody can afford listening to Sirius. Not everybody can afford, you know, a podcast, a subscription or something like that. So radio is basically free. So, I mean, and it's so easy where you could just listen to it on your phone now when before you had to listen in your car or on a boom box or, you know, on your radio at home, you know, you can literally just get your Alexa and just, you know, tell Alexa to play your favorite local radio station. Which that to me is amazing. Cause I remember growing up, I was like tuned in to the top 40 station in our Metro. And like that thing would be like on my janky little alarm clock. Like that's how I woke up in the morning (laughs) was tuning into that radio station. So yeah, we've come a long way in terms of like how you can access radio. Absolutely. And I think it's great how, you know, people have a a different option to listen to radio. I mean, excuse me, have a different option to listen to their music and learn more about their favorite artists or local things going on. You know, um, I'm not trying to like bash like satellite or uh, XM or, you know, podcasts or anything like that. But I just feel like radio is definitely going to be something that's always going to be dominant because that's, you know, it's the easiest to listen to. How do we encourage more women to get into media? Because even though I think we've made progress, it still feels male dominated. Oh, absolutely. And 
you know, it's my thing is, is like if somebody wants to learn radio and if somebody really wants to learn the industry, really find a mentor to show you and to teach you, you know, not a lot of women have the tools or the education that they need, but I feel like that really shouldn't stop you. I mean, I didn't. I had so many people tell me that I wouldn't succeed in this industry because I didn't have the the right education. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let the education part stop me because I still have my passion. I still have my determination. I still have a, a hunger to want to succeed and a hunger to learn more. So, um, it's really important to encourage people to not let those things like education or not having the right tools on learning to stop them and really just continue to hustle and really continue to find that one person to show you how to do it. All it takes is that one person to lead you that down that path. Yeah. Like it just takes a supportive person. Always. And really just doing whatever you can to find, to get your foot in the door. You know, it's really easy for people or it's easier for people to get their foot in the door at an entry level position. So like street team, street team, promotion teams, you know, being an intern, if you're in school and using it for a credit, that's the real way to see if you want to be, if you want to be a part of the radio industry, there's so many different aspects in radio. You know, when I, at at my beginning stages of joining um, the radio station, I worked at my first job. I was like, wow, I didn't know there were so many different levels to how all this works. You know, there's people in front of the scene, behind the scene, planning the scene. So it's definitely, I feel like this industry has room for everyone that really wants to succeed in it. You know, it, it's something that didn't come overnight for me. There was a lot of struggles. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of coffee runs. There was a lot of just watching and learning. And because of that, I, I knew, I was just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm taking my time on all of this. I'm not trying to rush, you know, but at the same time too, I was trying to connect with people who would show me and teach me and just give me five minutes of their time to help me understand, you know, how to find a full-time job, how to be a part of a morning show, how to find an intern position. There's so many different ways on how to get your foot in the door. And you're right. It just takes that one person to give you that right piece of info to take you to the next level. Oh, preach it, girl. Preach it. <laughs> and so have you ever been manslinged either in the personal or professional setting? And how did you handle it? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, we know that this industry is very male dominated. We know this industry is very, it's, it's very political. A lot of people do not see the political side of things. And prior to moving to Sacramento, I saw a lot of the political side in Dallas and also saw it on social media. And, you know, there's always going to be, there's always going to be moments where, where something like that does happen. And I just kind of took it like, you know what, this is what I saw on social media, what I saw on Facebook, that it happened. And you just kind of have to just go with the flow. You know, I was no in no position to, to really say anything at the moment. You know, I was, I was still a very baby Vicky in the industry and baby Vicky on not understanding exactly what was going on or how to handle the situation. But Vicky today, oh, she knows what's up. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. She knows how to handle it. And she knows what to do if something like that was to ever happen. And it just kind of sucks that 
a lot of persona- a lot of female personalities go through that on a daily basis. And there's so many different incidents where I've seen it happen to coworkers. I've seen it happen, you know, in just the media, radio industry. So it's it's pretty sad that it is something that happens on a daily basis. But a lot of times people either don't talk about it as much or they just kind of just, you know, scoop it under the rug. I relate to that, especially like since we're both POC women, like we got to like represent and that's even tougher, you know, we like, cause we, we got two minority things against us. And so like, we got to represent, yeah, sure. we got to represent the community and we got to make sure our voice is heard, especially like you said, in a male dominated industry. Absolutely. And, and I always stick up for myself, you know, I always stick up for myself. I always make sure my voice is heard. I always make sure that I'm watching my back 100% when it comes to business deals, when it comes to associating myself with just um, people. Because there's a lot of people out there who who take advantage, take advantage and really just take for granted on how willing you are to help them or to give them your time or, you know, something like that. So I always encourage, I always encourage not only just women, but just people to speak up, just to speak up and just to make sure that you're double checking things and really understanding the situation and really making sure that you're, that yeah, that you're just really speaking up for yourself. And if you feel uncomfortable in a situation, you say something because nobody, nobody deserves, male or female deserves to be in an uncom- uncomfortable situation, especially if it's in the work atmosphere. So you've gotten so many cool experiences with music. What's been a memorable one? Oh my gosh, there's so <laughs> many. There's so many. I think my most, my most, like my most memorable moment that is just a huge, just blessing and just a huge moment in my career was my first interview with Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. My, I was interning for the morning show. And the morning show host was like, hey, I can't make an interview this afternoon. Can you take it for me? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I don't know how to interview. And he was like, you know how to interview. You just basically have a conversation with them and you just fit in some questions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Google, how do you interview? So I literally had no idea I was interviewing Joe Jonas to like a few hours before the actual interview. And I told my morning show host, I was just like, boss, who am I interviewing? Because I need to like prep on this. And he was like, oh, it's just Joe Jonas. And I'm like, Joe Jonas? And like that moment right there, the feeling of the interview and the aura in the room and just Joe was just so sweet to talk to. And he was just literally like an open book. And I just kept, you know, I told him to like, this is my first interview. This is my first interview. I can't believe Joe Jonas is my first interview. And at that moment, I was like, I want to make this into my career, into my job. Because we could have talked for hours. Our interview was only supposed to be like 10 minutes. And I swear we talked like for a half an hour. So it was, and it was a very humbling experience for me because being an intern on the morning show, there was four other interns. And he chose me to do it. And I feel like that was kind of like my time to like shine and to show him what I'm about. So that was a very uh, memorable moment. My first day at work was also a memorable moment. It was at the Bruno Mars concert. And I got kicked out of the concert <laughs> because I went into the sound check and was recording Bruno Mars. And 
I didn't know that was a no-no because nobody's like, hey, don't do this and don't do this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, Bruno Mars. He's right there. And like, I'm recording and I have my flash on and I'm on the balcony of the arena. And he's like, hey, somebody's up there recording. And I was like, oh crap. So like raced down, went back to the tent and was like acting like I was never up there. Security came down, was like, hey, were you up there? recording and I was like no not me he's like yeah we got you on camera we have you on security footage that you're recording Bruno he was like he was like are you dumb or something you're not supposed to be recording you're not supposed to be recording things like that and I'm like I'm so sorry it was my first day at work I was like I was just so excited this and that and he literally took my phone went through my phone deleted all the videos deleted all the audio called my boss and told my boss that I was going home and he was like this is your first day in radio and I said it is and he was like it's also your last day back to the station and my boss was like what are you doing back and I'm like I'm so sorry I was recording Bruno Mars I had no idea he was just like oh calm down it's all right people make mistakes just don't you know note to self don't do this is not allowed and I'm like okay good to know won't ever do that again (laughs) like so it was it was it was really crazy and that was those are just the memories that really stick to me the most because that was young, inexperienced, you know, not knowing. I was still a hostess at a restaurant. So I was working this cool job and not knowing how to handle my fangirl. And like still to this day, my fangirl is just wild and out of control. Girl, I'm right there with you. Don't even. I get opportunities, but even chatting with people, like my fangirl, like I have to keep it chill. I'm like, girl, you gotta, you gotta like be professional. You gotta like keep it in, keep it in. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a level of being professional, but also letting them know, like, you're truly a fan of them and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, a supporter. And, um, it's, I kind of just try to use my fangirl for like a advantage towards our interview. You know, it, it's crazy, but I still get a little crazy. I still get a little crazy and I still, you know, I look at, I, you know, if I'm with my coworkers or my boss, I'm just like, Hey, I'm just going to warn you now. I think I might fangirl a lot, a little, a little much. So just let me be extra. I'll control it. I'll just try to just chill. And most of the time it, it's, and she just wants to be released and just my fangirl just wants to go crazy and just want to hug these celebrities and artists and just kiss them and tell them how much I love them. So it's, it's, yeah, just like with Shawn Mendes, like I was just like, oh my gosh, this is Shawn Mendes and I'm here and he has his arm on my back. What is going on? What is life right now? And I was just kind of just shocked and shook. Girl, let me tell you. Okay. So funny story about that. So when you met Shawn Mendes, I was in Nebraska and I was with my best friend and everything. And I was like stalking your stories, like straight up, just following your stories. And I was like, when I was looking at the pictures, I'm trying not to ooze with jealousy, try not to ooze oh, with jealousy. It's hard. <laughs> I'm a huge JLo fan. JLo is like my queen. I, she came to Sacramento and there wasn't an opportunity for any media interviews or or meet and greets or anything. So I was just like, crap, like this totally breaks my heart. But then I see my friends like in Atlanta and Miami and Dallas, just like chilling with her backstage. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Right? So jealous, like (laughs) great, just jealousy mode. But that it's for my, 
it's just like, that's just one person that I think legitimately I would really cry. I would just be so shocked. Like I've looked up to her for so many years and she's, uh, in my opinion, I think she's a great role model, especially for, for minority women. She's been through so much and she continues to slay at 50 years old. Did you see her birthday party though? Like how lit her birthday party was? Like, oh my God. I want to be that when I'm 50. Like, like good Lord. It it was just beautiful and she deserved it. She, she, I think she truly, truly, truly deserved that beautiful party. And it was great to see pictures. I wish there was like more pictures and videos. I'm like, okay, where's like, where's all the juicy stuff? Where's all the stuff that was recorded off of people's phones and things? (laughs) Exactly. So, the, the behind the scenes stuff we don't get to see. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> well, I, I guess this kind of leads into my next question. If you could if you could ask a single person one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? Oh my gosh. So it would definitely be Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez would be the one person that I would use this question on. And that is a really good question. I wouldn't even, I mean, there's so many different things I would want to ask her. I, there was a rumor that when she made the movie Selena, that she slept in Selena's bed to kind of channel her Selena Quintanilla. So I would ask her if that was really true, because if it is, if you just took the whole researching on a character to a whole nother level in somebody else's bed to like feel who she is and what, you know, so I think as of right now, that would probably be the one question because that just blows my mind. <laughs> Tell you like right now, like that is one of her best roles to this day. Like, I love her acting career. Like, I love her music career, but like that to this day has been like one of my favorite roles of hers. Absolutely. That role and Made in Manhattan are the two Made in Manhattan and Wedding Planner. Those are like the, those are like the iconic GLO roles for me, but you know, if I if I ever meet her, I would have to just slide in like, hey, is it true you really slept in Selena Quintanilla's bed? Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, like, give it to me real, girl. Like, there's nobody here. It's a safe space. Me and you. <laughs> What's an obstacle that you're currently facing and how are you trying to overcome it? Oh, that's a really good question. One of, right now, I feel like I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little bit more creative when it comes to creating social media content, uh, content, learning how to be stepping out of my boundaries when it comes to delivering breaks on my show and building breaks and building callers and learning how to use callers more, learning how to talk about different artists. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is that we talk about the same artist about maybe two to three times an hour, you know, so it's always giving, I try to always make sure that I'm getting, I'm giving different artists info at, on every break that I talk into. And we, you know, you have your hit maker with Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, you know, you hear that on an hourly base on all radio stations. So just being fresh when it comes to creating content, delivering content, and really just also looking for content online. You know, I, I, a lot of people just use the same resources, the same websites, the same gossip columns. So I try to, to go really in depth and really try to find things from the fans point of view as well to give it a different twist or a different feel of 
you know, talking about a song or talking about an artist. So that's, that's currently what I'm, I'm in learning and learning how to, how to, to do that or to just take my, take all of this to a whole nother level. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> my final question for you is there's things called like bar hops, like bar hops exist where people like just go in different bars or whatever. But what I want to do one day is do a taco truck hop and just like go to different <gasps> taco trucks with people. So if you could invite anybody on a taco truck hop, who would you invite and what taco would you pair with them? First of all, this is the best question ever because it involves my favorite food, tacos. So um, my taco hop would consist of Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Lopez. I would kind of give her like a grilled shrimp taco with like avocado and like grilled veggies on it. Then I would also invite Brendan Yeary. Brendan Yeary is somebody that we've talked about tacos on intimate level. I feel like because he straight up just told me like this him here. Hearing him describe his favorite kind of taco, I felt like we were like making like taco love or something. Because I was just like, oh my gosh, you're making me so hungry right now, but you look so extremely hot talking about your favorite taco. So he loves babacoa taco. So I would pair him with the babacoa taco. Um, and then of course, Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham, I also asked her what her favorite taco is. So it would be easy to invite her because I know she would be down. He does her chicken fajita taco, so we would give her that. Um, And then I would also have to invite Lizzo. Lizzo is a new artist that I am currently obsessed with. I don't know what kind of tacos she likes, but if I ever had a chance to talk to her, I would definitely ask her. I feel like she would be like the fajita, carne asada type of girl, which is like a whole bunch of hot sauce and like some cilantro and onions. And she, she would, I think she would enjoy that type of taco. Um, another person that I think I would want, and this person's actually dead, but Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe would be, and I feel like Marilyn Monroe is so ladylike. She probably wouldn't even eat a taco. (laughs) I would be like, give me a (laughs) Coca-Cola and make sure I have a straw so I can drink out of it. (laughs) Well, oh my gosh, Vicky has been such an amazing chat with you. You've blessed my podcast. Girl, you blessed me. Thank you. We've said this. We this has been in the works for a while. We've been following each other on social media, yes. and you know, you. I just, I, I'm truly thankful and truly blessed that I would have the opportunity to chat with you um, because this has been great. And just following you as as a young, you know, radio personality, podcaster, you just keep on doing you, boo. You, you're doing amazing. You're inspiring people. And remember to always pay your blessings forward. Yes, girl. Yes. Pay your blessings forward. So tell people how they can connect with you on social media. Absolutely. So I am on air with Vicky and that's Vicky with an I, V-I-C-K-I across all social media platforms. Uh, So you can search, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for me, or you can also just find me on my hashtag through Google hashtag on air with Vicky. And that's Vicky with an I. And then of course you can listen. Um, there's a link on my Instagram profile where you can listen to my show Monday through Friday, 9am, um, to 3pm. And that's a Pacific standard time. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Vicky. You rocked my interview. 
Vicky was a joy to bring on, and I loved that we were able to laugh and joke around, but also talk about hard topics like female visibility and equality in the media industry. The major thing that I took away from our chat was that she had a vision and she had goals for what she wanted her career to be. Have a vision, set your goals, and act passionately on them. And don't forget to pass your blessings forward. If you enjoyed this episode and want to check out Vicky's show, visit the link in the show notes. Popner Lounge is produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Graphic design is by Vico. The show is edited and hosted by Steph Pham. If you like our show, please make sure you visit our website, popnerlounge.com. On our website, you'll be able to find things like our previous episodes, more information on our guests, and yes, our new handy-dandy buy-me-a-coffee button. That's popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you join in next time for another compelling conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner and Lounge, I'm Steph Pham. 